My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone. We're live with The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think I might be coming in a little bit loud. I will turn that down just a little bit. Hopefully, I'm coming through all right. So uh, my name is Domini Drew. If you're new to the show, then by all means, welcome. Hi, Andrew. I'm coming to you live on Facebook Live as well. Uh, I am here every week. I am uh, coming to you on Facebook. I'm broadcasting on uh, internet radio. And uh, this is also in the form of a podcast. So you can uh, subscribe and download uh, or listen to the podcast anywhere you like. I'm on Spotify and, and uh, hi, Nathaniel. And um, uh, iTunes and Google Play and all of the, uh, all of the main um, uh, podcast listening platform. So please feel free to find me there, Art of Attraction, uh, download, subscribe. Um, but what I really like doing with this show is having people call in and really um, let me know, you know, what it is that you're struggling with. You know, this is exactly what I do. I, I help single men uh, attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And um, and so what I what I really enjoy doing is is having um, is having people call in and I can answer your questions live. You know, um, this is really, uh, embodied work. It's really, um, uh, it's really powerful and it's incredibly transformative work. So, um, I really, uh, get a kick out of, um, you know, answering your questions. Like if I can help, if there's anything that you, um, that you're struggling with in your dating life or around women or relationships, then now's a great time to call in and ask. So, if you want to do that, the number is 828-333-4686. Uh, and again, that's 828-333-4686. Still think I might be coming in just a little bit loud here, a little bit loudly here. Okay. All right. Sound like we're coming in. Okay. So. I uh, have great shows for, lined up for you today. Um, so again, if you do have, uh, have questions, feel free to, to uh, feel free to call in 828-333-4686. Um, and you know, I've been, uh, you know, I, I love doing this th- with this show. I love teaching live. I love, um, you know, exploring what I go through with my clients, um, what, what they struggle with. Um, oftentimes, you know, I, I do work exclusively with men and a lot of times, you know, um, men will tend to isolate when they have an issue. Um, whereas women might be more inclined to kind of, um, you know, talk and, and work out their problems, uh, as a sounding board for each other, right. They communicate their issues away. 
um, as opposed to sort of isolating and fixing them within and then rejoining, right? Um, and one's not better than the other. They're just different ways of handling problems. Um, but uh, they do tend to lead to distortions, right? So everything, um, you know, it's, it's never about what, what you do. It's about the intention behind what you're doing. How are you doing it, right? So, um, so it could be something as simple as, um, uh, you know, isolating exactly what we were just talking about, right? So you can isolate and that could be a really good thing. Like you may want to just like take some time and come into yourself and contract and really, you know, check in and okay, what's happening here? You know, deciphering what's happening within, um, or it can become defensive, right? Like I don't, you know, I don't want anybody to see me like this then you're, you're doing the same motion. You're, you're going inward and, and working through your problem, but you're doing it with two different intentions. So when you do it with the, the latter intention, it's, it's from a place of fear. That's when it's distorted. Okay, same thing with women. Women may naturally want to gather and talk out their problems together. Um, uh, and that can be a very healthy way. Like, you know, what do you think of this? And this is what I was thinking. Oh, da, da, da. You know, we, we do that a lot. That's great. Um, the way that would be distorted is when you get together and like maybe start gossiping right? It's not coming from a, a healthy place of, um, you know, of uh, uh, connection and growth, right? It's coming from a place of nastiness, collusion, okay? Um, like, oh my God, can you believe what he did? Yeah, what an asshole. Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, and then it's just like, uh, I just want you to, to be agreeing with me, right? So communication in general, um, you know, it's not that more is better than less. Some people talk a lot. As you can see, I literally set up a platform where I can just talk into the air, <laughs> whether anybody's listening or not. And I feel great about that. So that works for me. I'm a talker, in case you haven't noticed. Probably wouldn't have a podcast if I were not. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> um, oh, and you know, for people uh, watching, uh, listening live on Facebook as well, if you want to type in a question, I can. You can type me a question, and I can answer it here um, as well. Um, and for those listening in, the number again is eight two eight three 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 four six eight six. So yeah, so some people be natural communicators. Um, they might they might over talk, or they might irritate, or they might be always on output, right? Um, I remember um, someone describing to me that type of person. You know those people who are just always on output? And I thought to myself, that is such a great description of it. You know, that is such a great um, way of wrapping up a certain type of person. I was quite a bit that type of person um, in a lot of ways. Not in all ways, but, you know, nobody is all the time, right? That's a defense, right? Like if I, you know, I'm always having to communicate and tell you what's going on and, and give you my opinion. And, and, and that's, you know, that turns into just always, you know, me, 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 right? And me, me can be done in a lot of different ways, but that always on output person who just like won't stop. You're just like, what if you just like stopped, you know, and like took in, what if you, what if you let yourself receive for a moment, right? We could call that the, the output, the masculine, okay? Um, the more active, the more, um, outward, um, assertive movement, you know, that sort of motion, right? The output is the, is the male. And then the, the female being the receptive, right? The, 
the um, the receiving, the flowing, the uh, sort of earth based, you know, as opposed to maybe more of like a fire based um, type of type of feel to it. And um, and so what ends up, you know, so what ends up happening is is either one can be distorted, right? Same as the way you you, you process the problem, whether you're a you know a female or a male. Um, so you know, a lot of people uh, come to me and say, um, you know, there's um, you know, how can I deal, how can I um, reliably fix such a wide array of issues, right? And this is actually why, because it, it doesn't have anything to do with how you communicate, right? It has to do with what's behind the communication. So what's behind what you're doing is my area of expertise. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. It matters how you're doing it, right? It matters the energy that you're putting out. It matters the beliefs that you're operating under when you do that thing. Yeah? It matters um, what's going on underneath the surface. And so what's going on in you underneath the surface without that you don't even realize is there is my area of expertise. That's what I can put you in touch with. So if you're like, man, I've wanted... Uh, a partner for a really long time, and I can't seem to attract one. Don't know why. Dominique, what's wrong with me? I'm ugly, or I'm poor, or I'm, you know, I don't have confidence, or whatever it is you think is the problem is probably not what the problem is. That's that's usually a good place to start. Frustrating place to start, but you're already frustrated, right? You're already there, so it'll be a place of less frustration. <laughs> so, so the question becomes. What is in between you and what you want? Hmm. What is uh, blocking you from it? Where are you self-sabotaging? Where do you have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake? Okay, so in the one, you're like, man, I'm single and I just, I just want a partner. I want to start a family. I want someone to travel the world with. I want to have kids. I want to have, you know, the white picket fence. Whatever your, your desire is, if you don't have it, okay, you have the desire, but you don't have the thing that you desire, then you've got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. You're familiar with the foot that's on the gas, right? You're familiar with, um, with, uh, the part of you that wants it because that part's conscious. You're not, however, familiar with the foot that's on the brake, okay? You can't be because if you, could, if you were, you would have fixed it because you consciously want that thing. So if you, um, you know, if you really, really want a partner and you think that uh, the only reason you don't have a partner is because you don't... Um, I don't know, you don't, you don't go out to bars enough, something like that. Um, which seems to be the only place men think that they can meet women. Um, although I, I, don't, I don't know that's a very good place to meet women, boys. Um, I mean, it's a place, but it's certainly not the only or best place, I don't think. But anyway, so if, you, you know, if you're like, oh, that's a problem, I just need to go to more bars, and you actually genuinely believe that was the only problem and there was no other issue, you would just go, you know? If you're like, man, if I only did X, I would fix it. You would do X, right? Problem is you don't know what X is. 
you don't know what the problem is or you would have fixed it by now. So, or there's something keeping you from fixing it. Maybe you know what the problem is. Maybe you're like, I need to go out more, but I'm not going out. I have people call me and say that a lot, actually. Right, I do a free introductory call, um, which if you're interested in, in scheduling is at dominidrew.com forward slash schedule. And um, I basically do like a free intro call. You know, we spend like 45 minutes or an hour on the phone. Um, and I actually help you, I help show you what it is that, you know, is, you're doing is it's holding you back from what you want. That's keeping you single. And, um, and then I see how I can help, right? Help you fix it. Um, so that's at dominidrew.com forward slash schedule. If you um, are interested in booking a session um, and talking to me on the phone about it. Um, but regardless, I have a lot of people get on that, on that free intro call and, uh, and they'll say, oh, I know exactly what the problem. I'm going to say, okay, you know, what's, what are you struggling with? And they're like, well, I, I can't meet anybody. Can't find the right women. Okay. So what are you doing to look for them? And they will tell me they're not doing anything. Now I'm not going out. I'm very busy. Wait, you're on the phone with me, which means you're interested in in a part in, in finding a partner, right? Like they're on the phone, um, at, for this express purpose, right? And they know that they're not going out to meet someone, or they know they can't find someone, but they're not trying to meet them. Okay, and they go, "Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't go out very much." Okay, what's keeping you from going out? You know, if you do know what the problem is, great, good for you. I mean, it's it's not not going out, right? I mean, like, but that's a symptom, right? Not going out is the symptom. So there's something that is keeping that's going on underneath the surface that's keeping you from doing the things that are going to help you meet someone. So then I go, you know, what is it that's keeping you from from going out? That's where the gold is, right? So it's either the problem either comes from not knowing what the problem is, and of course it's impossible to fix it if you don't know what the problem is. And, um, or you know what the problem is and you're, you're not able to fix it, okay? Either way, the problem doesn't get fixed, right? So the answer when they say, you know, how can you, you know, my problem is approach anxiety and somebody else's problem is um, uh, dealing with infidelity or your relationships keep failing and you have no idea why, or you, um, uh, you have a terrible fear of rejection, or you just get rejected all the time, um, or you have low self-confidence, or you can't find the right one, or you keep attracting women who are like either full of drama or um, uh, you know, prioritize someone else over you or cheat on you or whatever, whatever your pattern is. Um, when they ask me, they're like, how can you solve all of these problems? The answer is because my area of expertise is where you're screwing yourself. <laughs> I'm incredibly good at it. I'm incredibly good at it. People sit down with me in conversation and talk to me. Um, and by the time they get up, you know, they, they have a whole different perspective on their life. And it's really quite interesting how that, how that works. You know, I, that's always happened to me. Um, even when I was a kid, people would talk to me um, like I was a therapist. Uh, my parents got divorced at a young uh, at a young age, and I became sort of the therapist there. That was like my survival mechanism, right? It was like I'll take care of you so that you know you can you can take care of me, essentially, right? And obviously that was defensive, but here we go. Um, you know, there's um, 
you know, that was, that was my core quality. My core quality is caretaking. And so I, um, I over caretaked, right. I, um, I became the, became the, the, the therapist. Cause that was what was safe for me. Whatever. That was my defense. So, um, so people, and people keep doing this, you know, I would, <laughs> I would go, um, you know, I, I traveled around the world for many years, quite some time. And I, um, I would, you know, I was traveling alone for the most part. Um, I had a great time and I would sit down at like, you know, bars or um, a restaurant or something like that. <clears throat> and I would just sit up at the bar. I'm chatting with the bartender or whatever. Cause I'm not really one of those people that like, doesn't go, um, that doesn't, uh, go out. If I don't have somebody, I'm just like, okay, I'm, let's go out. So I would go out and, you know, there'd be, you know, I don't know, a guy sitting at the bar, maybe a few steps, a few seats away. Right. Um, usually like, just like a regular dude, you know, not like a, you know, like some sort of businessman. I don't know, he's on some sort of business trip or something. This happened to me so often. Um, not just a couple of times. This is like a really regular experience for me. And so we would get to, you know, chatting a little bit or whatever, chit chat. And about within about uh, 10 minutes or so, they would say something like, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I've never told this to anyone. And it would usually be sexual. It's like, there's just something about me that says like, tell me all your shady fetishes. Um, which is great. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, t- tell me more, <laughs> you know, which is probably what that thing is. But there is something that just, um, something that just, uh, about me that told people to just sort of tell me their, all their inner shit basically. Right. So, um, and I, and I would just, and I have no problem with that. No judgment around it. It's like, you know, that's, that kind of thing is ridiculously common anyway. And, um, so like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's talk about it. No big deal. And so they would, they would share these things with me. Right. So, <laughs> and then, and then in a few minutes they would get up and like their life, they would be like, oh, I never really, I'd be like, oh, have you, what about this? And they'd be like, wow, I never, and the whole, you just see them shift, you know, the whole, their whole system would just shift very slightly. Um, so there's a really good story uh, about that. Actually, I was living in Boston and I was on the bus, I don't know, maybe down to New York or something. And, um, I had my like book and I was like, ready to read my book and, um, settled in. And this, um, I was seated next to this, um, beautiful Indian woman, um, probably about maybe early mid thirties, right. When I was probably late twenties. And, um, I had, I had just opened a, you know, a, um, a coaching practice, um, in Boston. And so I, I, um, you know, she, we, she sort of, sat down and making polite conversations. She's like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I said, oh, you know, I'm a coach. Um, Turned out that she was a, uh, she was a doctor. Um, Maybe she was a resident. She was definitely like well into that process. And she, um, she was beautiful. She was a doctor. Um, She clearly, I mean, she was probably 12 years of schooling into this, right? And so I asked her about that, da, da, da. And then she said, oh, you know, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm a coach. You know, I help, um, I help people. And I was, I was doing quite general work then. I wasn't working specifically with men or specifically with dating. And so I just sort of said, you know, I help people like, figure out like where their life is going, you know, like what changes they want to make, you know, what, where they want to be and, and why they're not there now and how to bridge the gap, whatever. And she goes, <laughs> and she looks, and I was just like trying to get back to my, to my book, right? Um, but we're making polite conversation. I say this to her and she looks in that moment like I had slapped her in the face. Okay. Like just right across. Like she just looked like totally taken aback. And she goes, 
where my life is going. Like the thought had never occurred to her in her entire life. And I, I we were sort of like, ha you know, kind of laughed off, didn't think anything of it. And then throughout the trip, probably for the next like hour, every like maybe 15 minutes or so, I'm like in there reading my book, didn't think anything of this interaction. She keeps muttering to herself. She goes, where my life is going. Are you kidding me? This girl's a stunner and she's in a, she's a goddamn doctor. How many years did she have to study? She never occurred to her to ask, to ask herself whether or not that's what she wanted to do. She just went with it. And I found that story absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. Like, how could you possibly go down a path for so many years without questioning it? And then I realized that's not really that rare at all, actually. In fact, it's quite common. People don't stop and look at their lives. If you don't stop and look at it, then you're on autopilot. That's the fact of the matter. It doesn't, there's no, there's no gentler way of going about it. You are either, you are either living a life by design, an intentional life, a life that you actually want, or you're living a life by default. You know, when you do that victim bullshit of like, well, it's not my fault because this is happening and the world is like this and I'm single because of online dating. Man, fuck you. You're single because of online dating. Please. The the world's going to do what it's going to do. How are you going to react to it? You know, you got to step into your power, gentlemen. You know, take, take control of your life. Ask yourself the important questions. You know, because otherwise you're just, you're just along for the ride. And fingers crossed, it's a ride that you want. That's a hell of a crapshoot, isn't it? To have for your entire life, your whole life to be there, right? So... So, um, you know, a company that I used to work for used to put it in that exact way, a life by design versus a life by default. Um, or you'll hear the phrase, um, you know, if you don't pursue your dream, you're going to become a part of someone else's. And business, that's absolutely the way, it, that, the way it goes. And some people are fine being a part of someone else's. So it's a little bit less of an, uh, you can have a very intentional life and not like be an entrepreneur. Like not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Those are smart people. <laughs> but um, but it's, um, it's, it's significant, you know? 15 years of, of schooling, 12 years of, of school, that girl was training to be a doctor and she never stopped to think about whether or not she wanted to be. And honestly, I, I really super wish that I had kept in touch with her because I really want to know what happened to her after that day. And that was like a casual conversation in the bus. She wasn't a client. I wasn't teaching her anything. It was just that that kind of thing just happens around me and it happens around me a lot. Now, does everybody like that? No, not everybody likes me. I know I'm also surprised by that, but it's true. Go figure. Um, and that makes perfect sense because nobody's everybody's type, right? I wouldn't want to be everybody's type. Ew, have you met everybody? Ugh, most of them are terrible. Most of you all are terrible. I'm just kidding. You're all wonderful. Um, but nobody's everybody's type, right? So. You know, at some point you're going to come across people who, who don't like, who don't like you. Great. You know, I was just speaking to a client earlier today about, um, news. So sorry about that. Um, 
And did that come through the thing? It did, yeah. Um, and um, wait, where was I? That derailed me. Uh, talking about intentional lives. And <laughs> you guys are hearing me get distracted. Oh, yeah. So, a client earlier today, um, he was talking about having gone home uh, to his family. He's made like massive progress in his life, right? So, he um, had, uh, you know, was, was just in a, a real place of negativity and disconnection and um, difficulty in life, a lot of like just resistance of life and, and was, was just feeling unhappy, a lot of anxiety, a um, lot of, uh, um, uh, you know, struggling, struggling with himself, right? Not accepting himself, a lot of self-rejection uh, and thus a lot of rejection of others. So it came off as being very sort of pointed and negative, um, but it's really the reflection of, of how he was feeling about himself, right? made this unbelievable turnaround in just a matter of a couple of weeks working with me. Um, all of a sudden, I mean, really just like washed in like gratitude and like positivity. I don't mean like a, oh, like Care Bear, um, but just like a lot more open, curious about life, letting people in, not so triggered, not negative, you know, just really like in this really kind of quite powerful, really loving space. And then um, had to go home for a few days. And uh, I think I've mentioned it at some point here on the show before, but there was a great saying that I learned in my master's program where they said, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the wise man left, you know, left the village and, and went into the, into the world to seek enlightenment and he became enlightened. And then he went home. <laughs> and that's exactly how it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've, I've totally got this all down until you go home. Till you go to your family, until you, you know, and then shit starts getting real, right? Because you're in these templates from when you're, you know, born to when you're whatever, 15. And so you fall really back into that pattern, right? I mean, it just happens. It just, it just happens. Um, so it's the hardest place to be. Um, and it was really pretty powerful. It was a whole different, you know, this really difficult situation came up um, uh, between him and his family. And, uh, and he, he handled it just so incredibly well, you know, because he has this new um, base um, from which to, to operate. And so even though, you know, he was getting triggered from his family, it was like a total turnaround. You know, he was able to sort of stand in his power and like speak, um, you know, to his mother, for example, of like, here are my feelings. Um, they're valid by v- virtue of them being my feelings. So you see what I mean? Like, you know, the, and the anxiety um, comes a lot from rejecting reality. Like, no, it can't be this way. It needs to be a different way. It's like, you're fighting a losing battle on that one, right? It makes you worried all the time um, because there's no trust that things are okay the way they are right now. So instead, your system's like always like hyped up and stressed. And that's the way this guy was for just, I mean, his entire life, right? It's one of the bigger um, turnarounds and success stories that, um, that, I've, uh, that I have amongst my clients. And I have a lot. I'm very proud and pleased to report. Um, so anyways, so, um, so he goes home and he has this, this whole different experience. You know, life is still going to happen. That's what I was coming back to. Life is still going to happen. And this is exactly what I said to him. I was like, look, it's not about, you know, he was like, well, I just, I want my mom to, to see me this way. Or I want, to, I'm like, yes, there's all, we all have ways. We want our mothers to see us that they're just not going to see us. Or maybe they are, but there's no point waiting for it. Right. Life is going to happen. Let's take that as a given. Now, how do you want to be with it? 
right? The goal isn't to have a life where nothing happens, right? That's not what anybody wants, okay? Um, what, we, what we think we want is the, a life where nothing bad happens, okay? Well, that's a little bit out of our reach. We can't, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's not how this realm works. It's not how this planet was set up, okay? That's okay. What if life could just happen the way it's gonna happen and we could choose how we react to it, right? So your mother's gonna be who she's gonna be. And she might, you know, love and respect you. And this new version of you, he's, you know, he's changed so much through this work with me. And uh, he wants to share that and he wants to be seen as this new person. And, you know, there, there are demands that we put on others that, um, that really aren't able to, um, that, that just aren't realistic. You know, there are demands that um, we put on others and we can absolutely demand it. A lot of us demand it. Um, and that is an, a surefire way to experience disappointment. Right? The extent to which your happiness is dependent on the world around you is the extent to which it is out of your control. Right? the extent to which you are unable or unwilling to take responsibility for your life. You know, I can't find any women. I just can't. That is a statement that has no power in it. You can't fix that. Does that make sense? Do you understand? You can't, you're like, oh, I can't, I can't find anyone. I just can't find anyone. You will spend the rest of your life like that. If nothing changes that, that belief, it will not change. I can't. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> I can see how that's true for you. Can't argue with that statement. You can't move it. You can't shift it. Can't fix it. You're locking yourself in to the problem. right? You're condemning yourself to life in the pit of despair. But what can you do? It's not your fault. This is how, this is, this is, this is wild to me, right? It's wild to me how far, how much people would rather suffer than take responsibility. That's surprising. They would rather hurt, truly. You know, because if it's, because they see it as, you know, as taking responsibility, now it's my fault. What is my fault that I'm single? It's not a fault thing. Okay. Taking self responsibility is a positive. That is one of, to me, the fact that there's something I can do about it is the best news you could possibly give me. Because if the problem were just with women, you would be screwed, right? But if you can shift it, right? Oh, okay, well, I guess my problem's meeting someone and I can't meet someone. Okay, what are you doing to try to meet someone? Well, I'm, I'm not trying anything. Oh, okay. So do you think that if you went out more that you would meet people? Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, great. Now, the problem is in your hands, which means you can fix it. Before, 
it was out of your hands, which means you're a victim of it and there's nothing you can do. Make sense? So, so try not to hear that as, as, as blame, but do be aware that you are a vastly more powerful being than you think you are. So yeah, let it be your fault. Who cares? Good. Fix it. Go out. Maybe going out's not the problem. Maybe the anxiety that's keeping you from leaving the house or the profound fear of rejection is keeping you from leaving the house and going and approaching women. Okay. So now the problem to be solved is the fear of rejection. Why? What do you think is going to happen? What is that part of you that keeps you inside the house? This is what I do with people, right? So we walk through the whole system, the whole process. So I don't know what the problem is. Okay, well, if you, you know, if you could sort of narrow it down, like what seems to be the problem? I just can't find any women. Okay, great. Uh, are you, what are you doing to look? Well, nothing. Okay. Uh, what's keeping you from going out and, and, you know, meeting some ladies? Well, you know, I'm, I just assume they'll say no. I assume they will reject me. Okay. All right. So from the part of you that's 100% sure they're going to reject you, right? Because it's got to be convincing or you would leave the house. You're like, they might reject me, but they might not. I'll leave the house. But if, you know, day after day, month after month, year after year, you're staying single and not, not moving forward because you are sure you're going to get rejected. Hmm. Okay. Now, now you have a reason, right? You have a reason that you're not going out, okay? So now we find this place, great. So the place in you that is so sure you're gonna get rejected that doesn't that you you don't even bother leaving the house? That's how convincing it is, right? And this stuff is strong. You're smart. You would you would you know you would logic your way out of something that wasn't super strong. So like this is strong. It's locked in your subconscious and it's and it's legit. So we don't we never dismiss this, right? So, um, so we look at it. Great. What is that part saying? You know what is the um, what do you hear, right? You may not hear it uh, consciously, right? But what do you hear or what do you feel in your system that keeps you in the house, keeps you from going out and meeting people, right? And you'll, you'll find something, okay? If you slow it down, think of an example when this has happened, right? Well, it happened... Uh, I don't know, last Wednesday, and I was going to, uh, you know, I thought to myself, I really ought to go out, and then I stayed home and watched Netflix instead. Okay, great. So then you, you find an example, and you slow it way down, okay? So it's not just like, yeah, I was, I wanted to go, and then I decided not to. That's skipping a lot, actually. There's a lot that happened in that moment, okay? Because that's, that's the that's the crux of the self-sabotage, right? That's where the one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake happens. So, in that moment is the gold. 
Okay. That's where we look. And I have no problem giving away. I'll tell you exactly how it's all done. It's not a, it's not a mystery. It's, it's like a skill. I mean, it's kind of mysterious and a little bit magical to be, to be honest, but it is measurable and repeatable. You know, I've done this process. I've done this work myself for about 15 years. And, uh, you know, I've seen it work thousands of times, thousands of times. And I've pretty much never seen it not work. So, so there's no, you know, I, truly part of why I, I teach this work. It's interesting. I was, um, you know, I run this business, the, the art of attraction where I, I um, work specifically with single men in this process. Um, and I was looking at my sort of, you know, long-term like mission statement of the company and, and things like that. And, um, I really had to go in deep and think, what is it that, like, what's my ultimate intention for this, uh, for this company? Like, what is the company's intention? And my fucking intention is to like bring this work to as many people as possible. So the more I can teach it and teaching it to you for free, I've got no, you know, whatever, go do it on your own, teach it to other people, like make the world a better place. Like this is, this is my purpose here, right? This is what I do this for. So, um, so I'm, you know, I'm happy to, to lay it all out or do it for you on the phone. You know, if you call in, um, uh, call in with questions, um, oh, which by the way, I'm trying to remind myself to give my, give you guys the number more often. So it's 828-333-4686. Uh, if you want to call in with a question. So, so, so you take, so you slow down that moment. Okay. The moment where you wanted to do something that would lead you toward your goal. I'm lonely. I've been lonely for years, frustrated. I want a partner. Great. I, I think I need to leave the house in order to go find a partner. Uh, roughly. She might knock on your door. I wouldn't take those odds. I would just go ahead and go out more, right? Um, I was going to go out that night and I decided not to. So right then, can you see how the thing that needed to happen was going out and something kept you in? That's where the, that's how you know there's a foot on the brake, right? So, um, so then you slow down that moment. Okay, what did you hear in that moment? What did you decide in that instant that kept you in the house? See how we're see how we're, n- we're narrowing it down. We find the absolute crux of it. This is why the this process happens so quickly. By the way, you probably hear me quite often saying that I get people incredible results in like a matter of like weeks. And by weeks, I mean I I do I offer my clients two coaching sessions per week. So um, genuinely, like we're, we're talking about hours. Okay, and I work with multiple people on those on those calls group coaching uh, format. So within you know when I say within a couple of weeks you know, these people have worked with me for maybe four hours total max over a couple of weeks. And they get these incredible results. And this is why I'm not talking to you about, in this example, sorry, I get excited and I, a little, uh, <laughs> thoughts get a little messy. Um, in this example of the person who, um, who wants to go out, but something's keeping him inside, this is exactly, um, this is exactly what happens, right? So, um, so, so the, the, you could go to somebody with that issue, right? Um, and they'll be like, you know, okay, well, what is it, you know, what do you think the problem is? And what have your past relationships been like? And what, and, and your, and tell me about your childhood and, and, 
it's not that those aren't good questions. It's that they're not direct enough. You know, if you look at what I just did there, as I walked you through this little process, we went all the way from, in a matter of minutes, by the way, we went all the way from someone coming to me being like, I'm single. And I don't know why all the way to great. What are you telling yourself? that's keeping you inside. What are you hearing? She's not going to want me anyway. They're all taken. Nobody wants me. I'm not enough. I'm unlovable. What is, what are you hearing in your head in that moment that's keeping you from taking the path you know will lead to what you want? It has to be more powerful than what you want or you would have gone. So you can see how I go straight to the core of it. I just go straight there. There's no reason to wait. <laughs> There's no reason to talk about anything else. If they start going, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite direct about it, to be perfectly honest. Like sometimes I'm like, sound kind of rude. I'm sorry. But that's time, like that's, that's time wasting. Not mine, yours, right? If I let you go into your pattern, I had a call, uh, one of my my free strategy sessions with someone recently who I ended up booking into the program, new client, and he um, uh, and he would he would talk about his ex. He was having a hard time getting over his ex and a hard time letting her go, and so he was um, he was fixated on her, right? Because he'd spent so long trying to figure out what the problem was. He'd been in this relationship for a long time, I think maybe five years, and um, and he was he was in the the um, he was in. Uh, that mindset, right? You know, where you like, you know, something's gone wrong, right? And you, you don't know what, and you, so you just keep turning it over and over and over again in your mind, right? You just keep um, chewing on it, kind of wallowing in it. And so what ends up, up happening is you get stuck there, right? Because it's, it's, a, it's a mental... Uh, it's like a, I call it the gerbil wheel. Okay. Right. You're on one of those fucking wheels where you just, you can't, you can't get off, you can't get off it. Right. Just, you just, your thoughts are just going around in the same circle. It's always gone on. That shit is endless people. Don't think you're going to think your way out of it. If you haven't by now, you're not going to in the future. Wake up, be smart, think. Can't figure this shit out with your brain. You need to do something else. Okay, so don't let yourself stay in that. So anyway, the whole point is like during that call, um, I, I interrupted him like probably 10, 15 times because I wouldn't let him go into. He's like, and I'm like, okay, well, what, you know, what's, how long has this been going on? He said, well, well, because what, because, because what the problem was, was she was, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not going to let you go back into the hamster wheel. It's not good for you. That is your self-sabotage right now. Right now, being fixated on her and what may or may not have gone wrong and endlessly looping that in your head is what's keeping you single. So I'm not going to let you sit there. That's not in your best interest. I don't care if you sign up with me or not. You might want to work with me and you might not. Not everybody wants to solve their problem. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> right? And, and I even said, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but here's why I'm doing that. And he saw it right away, which is good. Right? He was like, ah, oh, yep, I see it. And then he would keep doing it later because it's subtle and a little bit insidious, these mental patterns, right? And so then a little bit later in the call, he, um, 
you know, I would I'd interrupt him again. He'd be like, yep, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Okay. So even just from that free intro call, whether or not he'd signed up for me, signed up with me or not, he saw that self-sabotage and now it's conscious. Now he can do something about it, right? Moving it from the subconscious to the conscious is the entire point. So we go all the way from, let's go back to our guy who doesn't go out of the house, right? Can't meet anybody. All the way from, I don't know why I'm 45 and still single. All the way to something's keeping you in or keeping you from approaching women. So let's look at that. And then we dive right in and then there will be a belief there. Okay, you find the belief. What are you telling yourself? That's what I said, right? What are you telling yourself? that is keeping you from going out, is keeping you from approaching women? What are you telling yourself? Right? And whatever that is, that is the belief that is keeping you single right now. That's it. So you go, you dive down, find it, okay? And you challenge it. I'm unlovable. Women will betray me. People can't be trusted. I'm not enough. Nobody wants me. Very short, simple, childlike statements. Because this this process happened when you were a child. So those beliefs were formed at that point. And they're so deep in the subconscious that by definition, you can't find them, right? And look, you know, if it's, if it's you know, the, around rejection and things like that, the fact of the matter is you, you might get rejected, okay? Go find someone else. Why does that end your night? How much, how much, uh, a dependence are you putting on the results of this one interaction? You know, I, I found somebody on Tinder and she disappeared or she stood me up. All right, she was terrible. Next. Next. Why would that collapse you? Why are you making that about you? Right? So there's this kind of balance. In a way, it's all about you. If, if it's in your life experience, it is relevant. It is a pattern, right? On the other hand, not taking per- shit personally. So there is this there is a kind of balance there, right? Um, you want to look at things. Um, that's interesting. I seem to be getting rejected a lot. I wonder what's happening in me that's causing that to happen in my life. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. I wonder what's happening in me that's causing this to happen in my life. So in that way, very personal, right? But in the way of like a, you know, you go up to a girl in a club and you you know, you try and hit on her and she's like, um, I'm not really into it, you know, sorry. And she goes away. Or you say, would you like to dance? She says, no, whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days. Um, to have that experience and then collapse because it didn't go the way you want it to go. That's how I mean about taking it personally. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Or it's just something to be aware of. Why is your whole night ruined? Because somebody rejected you. Maybe you're not her type. 
maybe she's having a bad night. Maybe you look like her brother. Maybe she's a lesbian. Maybe she's uh, got a boyfriend. Maybe she's just not feeling it tonight or she's with her lady friend. I mean, whatever. What I'm saying is there, there are infinite um, reasons why, um, there's infinite reasons why uh, a thing may have happened. Don't take responsibility for why the thing may have happened. Find your piece, okay? If you get rejected by, you know, multiple women in a row, okay, great. So now I wonder what it is, okay? Go to the moment, slow it down. What happened in you, okay? What happens in those moments that causes that negative reaction, okay? Because um, you might be coming in being like, yeah, like, I really just want to, I really just want to meet someone and you're maybe even coming from a really positive place. Um, but there's, there's more going on here, guys, right? This is all in the subconscious. It's very intensive. It's very intensive. And, uh, and it's really in there deep. So even if you're like, I did everything right. That's a whole, I have a whole like slew of clients who come to me solely because, and their, and their issue is, I'm doing everything right and it's still not working. As soon as that's the case for you, you know you're in my area of expertise because you're doing everything right. You're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but it's not working. So something else is in the way, right? Foot is on the brake. Now, where and why? And then when you do that, there's a whole shift that happens. Okay, when you, when you find that belief, honestly, most of the time, um, we don't even really work on, um, um, most of the time what we, what we, um, sorry, you guys, I got distracted and lost my train of thought. Um, So, so when, so when we have these, when we have these experiences, we have these patterns. Oh yeah. Most of the time, by the, by the time you get to the, to the, the actual pattern, the problem is, is itself solved uh, by virtue of seeing it. So all of this ha- stuff is happening in our subconscious, right? I say that all the time. So it's like, you know, having a room in your house that's like dark, right? And the door is sort of like closed. And you never open that door and you're like something scary is there. I'm not going to open there. The longer, as long as it stays in the shadows, it's, it holds power. Okay. There's a huge amount of, um, discomfort with the unknown, right? There's a huge amount of, um, of, of fear when we don't look at things. That's why what I do works so quickly because we just look right at it and it's a little uncomfortable and you're like, I don't want to look in that door. And then you look and it's not that bad. Okay, we got a call coming in here. Hello, this is Domini. Hey, how are you? Hi, who's this? It's Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel, how are you? Good, good. So I just am watching on the live stream and then I was just, um, something made me want to call in. 
so I have a disability. I'm autistic and I have Asperger's. And one of the issues that I have with when it comes with women is picking up on social cues. Mm-hmm. And when I have a hard time picking up on those social cues, it creates a lot of anxiety. And I feel like, well, I'm out. I just made something awkward. Now I don't want to be here. So then I distance myself mm-hmm. or I just leave to go do something else. Mm-hmm. But I just, I want to like be able to pick up on social cues. I want to be able to pick up on the body language, the, you know, instead of them saying, oh, well, you know, I'm not interested, but, or like making up an excuse mm-hmm. for them to say that they're not interested. Okay. Um, Nathaniel, do you, do you, do you do anything <clears throat> physical in your life? Physical as in like physical activity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go to the gym okay. at least three or four times a week. Okay, great. So what I would recommend is in, is, um, is in adding some more, okay? Whether that's um, uh, playing a sport or taking a dance class or something like that. And here's why. Um, oftentimes, the main reason we miss signals from other people is because we're disconnected from ourselves. Right. Okay. In particular, we're, discon- we're disconnected um, from our um, from our bodies. Right. Okay. So, um, so there's a huge amount of information actually that's stored in the body. Okay. Um, one of the reasons you've probably seen me uh, teach on here that I teach the sort of breathing um, and coming down into your body is because there's a lot of information that's happening in the world that we miss because we're we're sort of in our heads, right? That's where the exactly. anxiety lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I think you're probably missing signals. Well, I think it's probably a cycle by this point, to be honest, okay? I think it's probably um, partially um, a cycle in the sense of the anxiety is causing you to be out of your body, right? Because fear takes you um, up and out, okay? It's a flight response. And anxiety is fear, right? So if you're always um, in flight mode, then you're not going to... um, pick up on, you're not going to be able to connect to your body. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so there's a couple of things that are going to happen. Here's an exercise I think would be really useful for you. If you, um, bring your awareness to your breath. Okay. And just notice it, notice what your breath is doing naturally on its own. If you don't do anything with it. Okay. If you don't change it at all. And, and then notice if it, you know, flows in evenly from the right side of your body to the left. And then notice if it flows in evenly from the front of your body to the back. Okay. And then let yourself, wherever it is, okay, let's say it it goes into like the middle of your rib cage in the front, 
um, and a little bit less in the back and pretty evenly right to left. doesn't matter. Just notice what's there. Don't judge it. Just trust it. Okay. And then I want you to get curious about the line where your, your um, breath stops. Okay. Where, you know, what is it, what is there that's keeping it from going deeper and then identify that. So give it, you know, look at the shape of it, look at the size, look at the texture, things like that. And what this is going to do, and then you can even ask it questions just to finish walking you all the way through this exercise. So you can even say like, what is your, what's your purpose here? What are you doing? Um, And then maybe something like, what would be useful for you? what do you need? Okay, that would be the question that I would ask, whatever, whatever is there. Okay. And what this is going to do is it's going to start to develop a relationship between you and your body consciously. Okay. So bringing your awareness to your, to your breath in that way um, will bring you down out of your head. First of all, you will not be anxious anymore. So this is something that you can do to get yourself out of anxiety if you want. Okay, because once you start to drop down into your body, um, you're out of your head, which is where the anxiety lives, and so you don't feel it anymore. Okay. So um, you're going to notice a couple of things. You're going to notice once you come out of your head, you're going to start slowing down. Okay. The chatter, I don't know if you have a lot of chatter in your head all the time, but that's going to stop because that also doesn't exist in your body. Things are going to get a little bit quieter, a little bit calmer. And the more time you can spend there, the better. Like I would spend like 20 minutes, like intentionally every day doing this, feeling into your body, seeing what it needs. Um, And then I would just do it as often as you can when you're not, when you're out living your life. Okay. And what's going to happen is you're going to start being more present. Okay. And when you're more present, a number of things happen. One is, as I said, the anxiety is going to go down. Your mind's going to slow down. The fear is going to be less because you're less sort of projecting. Because when you're, when you're anxious, you can let me know if this feels right for you or not. There's a lot of projecting on what you think people are going to think of you. Right. And then you decide it's not good. And then you feel, um, you know, anxious about it but you don't know how they feel about you, right? You're just deciding that it's not good. So that's what happens through that projection is you're like, oh, that person's not even gonna like me. They already don't like me. You know, I can't believe nobody likes me. You can see how that whole cycle like happened without any other person there, right? Right. So it's a little bit out of reality in that way. And so when you come down, you connect with yourself more, you're more present. Um, Another thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna start to develop some trust in yourself. Okay, because it sounds to me like um, when you when you're with women or you're in these sort of social circumstances that your um, you know the the anxiety is around um, if they don't if they don't like me right the place to kind of get to is like yeah they might not can that be okay yeah you know do you need them to like you can you like you whether they like you or not. So even though your question was about um, uh, about women or being social in a way, it actually comes down to your relationship with you. Okay, I think that, I think that needs to strengthen. I think you need to really be more present with yourself and your body. Do that breathing exercise really as much as you can. 
you know, do it a lot when you're at, when you're at the gym, like really be aware of your body, of the muscles that are, you know, feel them, feel the, feel the cells, feel the muscle, you know, feel your skin, get really tangible and down because that will bring you into the moment. Okay. And then you're going to start seeing the signals because you're there to see them, right? Instead of being scared. And also the anxiety is going to go down, which sounds really important for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it seems that, you know, working out at the gym, like running on the treadmill or hitting the elliptical and then hitting the weight seems to like, like I'll be tired and then I'll want to stop. But I'm like, no, I need to keep going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so give that a shot. Um, and uh, let me know or, or write me a note on my Facebook page and, and let me know how that, um, how that helps. Cause I think if you're able to do that, and I know I just gave you a lot, but feel free to, to re-listen to this, um, episode on the, on the podcast pages. Um, oh yeah. It, um, I subscribed on the, on iTunes. So it Good. lets me know Good. each time there's a new, um, a new episode posted. Good, great. Well, this one will be up today um, and feel free to have a re-listen to it because I know I just gave you a whole bunch of information, but I think that, um, I think that'll really help. Well, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate you and everything that you do. And it just, you know, being able to, to watch the live feeds and call in, like for people that are hearing this right now, let me tell you, it definitely is worth calling in and talking to you because I mean you don't sugarcoat I don't sugarcoat I don't have time for that shit you're absolutely right (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for saying that I appreciate that that means a lot oh no problem (laughs) well thank you for calling and calling anytime and uh yeah send me a note on Facebook let me know how it goes all right have a good day you too darling all right bye-bye (laughs) I tell you what, you know, I have so many uh, testimonials and I have so many people calling in and just saying how uh, great um, the information is. And that is just absolutely why I do this shit. It really is. It just lights me up. Um, uh, So that's, uh, that's really warms my heart to hear. All right. That is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I will be uh, be with you next week. Uh, Again, my name is Dominique Drew. This is The Art of Attraction. Uh, If you would like to um, uh, schedule a call with me, I'd be more than happy to speak with you on the phone. It's dominiedrew.com forward slash schedule. Please feel free to uh, to schedule a session and we'll see how I can help. All right. Uh, And also, yeah, uh, download, subscribe, um, uh, find the podcast anywhere you like. And... uh, uh, look forward to to speaking with you on a call in a future episode, perhaps. All right. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.